<laughs> Holy Spirit, we just thank you and honor you so much for just this opportunity to uh, fellowship and come together with this podcast. Father, we thank you for our special guests and just having an opportunity to uh, hear from one another and just hear from an amazing uh, woman of God and just her uh, plans that you have for her and uh, the things that you wish to share to our audience through her, Father God. And Lord, we just pray that this episode will be blessed and that your name will continue to be glorified on earth as in heaven all that we do for your name's sake father god we love you we honor you and we give you all the praise glory and honor in the mighty name of jesus christ we pray amen 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 amen, amen. everybody everybody welcome 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 to the times changing podcast You're... i'm your host <laughs> now no, i'm kevin this is kj in the building we got Derek in the building Okay, what's up, yeah? What's happening? And we got K Boogie, Khalil Baker in the building. What's up, fam? I got living. Hey, guys, thank you guys for tuning in. Look, we're starting a new series. We got the Black History Series. And today we got a special guest here today. We have Alexis. How you doing? What's up, everybody? I'm happy to be here. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, so, as we come in and we're starting a new series, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, how, like, what what about you? Who are you? Who am I? Yeah. Well, my name's Alexis. I'm from Capitol Heights slash Landover, Maryland. The motherland. No. Yeah, um. It is, What's up? I don't know. Uh, I've been here at Lynchburg for almost three years now. I'm in the Master of Divinity program. And yeah, I've been playing basketball my life. I came here to be well, to be an assistant women's basketball coach. And yeah, now I'm doing campus ministry with crew. And that's what I'm doing here at Lynchburg. Hey, man. So, um, as I attend the VUO, so I got my associates from there. So, mm-hmm. what impact did you feel like you've been making on campus since you know, your time being there? So, when I first got there, first of all, mm-hmm. <laughs> when I pulled up on campus, I was like, hold up, what's going on here? This is not what I expected. But, mm-hmm. man, I found so much purpose on this campus, just connecting with the staff and faculty, connecting <clears throat> with the students. I just feel like I'm there to create a family community. I think growing up, I so desired a community where I felt safe and I could, like, you know, express myself and I could bring all my concerns, all my pains and struggles. And just know that people have my back. And so that's what I want to create here on this campus. Um, just giving the students an outlet, even staff and faculty if they need it, you know? Yeah. Hey, I wish you was there when I was there. <laughs> <laughs> just because, like, when I was there, my experience, um, you know, it was different. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't like a forced type of ministry type of thing to go to church. It was only like chapel, like once a week. Mm-hmm. And people dragged it. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and either me, like, at, at that stage, I still was searching for God. Yeah. And I remember just walking to a church like it's up the street from it. Mm. And in just, that same parking lot, nah, like on the corner. It's like it's a little more up the street near. It's like park across that bridge. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I used to walk there and just to get like hear the gospel and type of wow. things and stuff like that. And it really inspired me because they had the pastor there actually spoke at Viva. He was the mayor. At the, he used to be there at lunch break at the time. Wow. Really? So, yeah. And just him just coming in there speaking to us that made me like okay like you know God's moving to him. Man. I need to come, come, come search for it, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. To be honest, I never even heard of VUL until about, you know, my sophomore year of Liberty, probably mm-hmm. like 2015, 2016. My friend Peter Collins went there, and he was like, hey, bro, like, you know, it's a pretty decent school. That I, and I always heard negative stuff about <laughs> yeah. it. Every yeah. time I came, I was like, oh, bro, it's this, it's that, that's your hood, da, da, da. Yeah. And, you know, I drove, I remember I rode with somebody to it, and it was like such a small school. I was like, oh, this is school? It was like, yeah. And then I got to meet so many different great people, you mm-hmm. know, from that school. Like, people of color, like Derek went there. And it's crazy, before I even knew him, I saw him walk across the stage getting his associates and everybody was cheering for him. They was going crazy. I was like, dang, bro, this dude must be special. And then, <laughs> I was like, it was must loving. Be nice. Yeah. And I remember they had, um, I think, Cheryl Strawberry from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Mm-hmm. She, like, spoke at yeah, graduation. Yeah, Yeah. And then Mariak walked, Peter Collins walked, so... I got a lot of good friends from there. Mm-hmm. So, like, I know a lot of people may not know about VUL. So, you said VUL is a HBCU in Lynchburg. Yeah. It's um mm-hmm. small HBCU, but it's a lot of great people and a lot of great mm-hmm. potential at the university. So, um, how much of an involvement have you made so far? Because I know you said you've taught basketball there and you um, 
pretty much were involved as far as ministry at the university as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so when I first got there, I was the assistant coach um, for two seasons. And then before the pandemic hit, I had already been like praying about it and asking God what he wanted me to focus on because I had so much on my plate. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I decided that I wasn't going to coach this season, but turned out it wasn't a season anyways because of COVID. <laughs> but yeah. um, the Lord really has me focusing on ministry. And it's not that I can't do ministry and basketball together, but just with all of my priorities, I had to like kind of put some stuff to the side. Um, but honestly, I would help with anything on that campus. If anybody needs something, I would do it. Um, because like you said, there's so much potential mm-hmm. and so much history. And so I just want to make sure, you know, that I'm contributing to making sure the school is furthered. Like it's so small and it's mm-hmm. so forgotten about. It seems run down and ghetto, but yeah. you know, like yeah, we work true. with what we got and we just build from there. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, that's true. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah makes the... Actually, I hear so many different things from different people every time I talk about the school and like everybody says I have so much potential from like the football players to um, some of the students. I play football. Yeah, and then even like I went to a museum in Liberty, not at Liberty, but in Lynchburg in downtown. And I was reading up in the museum, they talked about how, like, some of the colleges were started in the area. And they said VUL was started by a pastor, mm-hmm. you know, like this black mm-hmm. dude. And um, he wanted to implement Christian principles at the university. And I know, like, in a sense, it may have gotten away from that. So I know I've seen, like, a while ago and from, like, the Hills, Hill City community page that you mm-hmm. want to bring the gospel back into the uh, university. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, as far as that, like, is there, like, a church or a small group there? Because I know, like, even you, Derek, you said earlier that there was a chapel on campus mm-hmm. that you went to, like, every Sunday. No, it was it was every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. Was it, like, mandatory or was it just it something else? Oh, okay. You didn't do it, they find you. Dang. It's, what, like, it's, it's, like, it's like liberty. It's yeah. like com- combo. It's like convocation. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> we ain't doing you get fine type of thing. Yeah. And huh. sometimes it'll be good, sometimes it won't. And it really didn't speak the type of gospel type of thing. It was just more uh, checking up on y'all, hear everything doing. Oh, okay. Who's the regulations going over this type of stuff? Mm, okay. Yeah. So when I got there, they they were still doing that. And I think, so like in convocation or chapel, they would mm. still have like a, a pastor or somebody sharing a message. And so uh, it wasn't necessarily like the gospel, but, you know, you would hear a message and, you mm. know, take it in whatever way you could. But um, uh, they still do that. And there was this Bible study group. I don't know who orchestrated it, but mm. there was this group going on. Um, and then, I don't know, when I first got to campus, I really wanted to start a Bible study group, mm-hmm. but I didn't know how to go about it. Like, I was kind of new in my faith, but I knew that the Lord wanted to really grasp this campus. Mm-hmm. And so I was praying for a whole year, and then in 2019, I got connected with Hill City Community Church and Crew, which is an international Christian organization. Mm-hmm. And we all had the same heart to see the gospel come to be well and see the Lord's hand over them. Mm-hmm. And so we started that on campus. Um, we started to get a good group of students coming out, like 15 every week. Like they were really getting involved and we started to build that momentum. But then COVID happened. <laughs> so, so now we're meeting like online and stuff on Zoom. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's legit. Why don't you still pouring into them? That's yeah. I feel like you guys are yeah. definitely making a difference. Like, and God's going to continue to work through that as well. Because mm-hmm. it's just a blessing that you prayed for that for a year and He brought all the right. pieces together for that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So. Crazy. God is something, bro. <laughs> no cap. Yeah. Really. <laughs> <laughs> He's amazing. You never know what you got in store. Yeah. You mm-hmm. got to keep praying, submit to Him, and He'll build it over time. Exactly. Yeah. And the, just the fact that, you know, just hearing your story, just as far as like, um, your, your season as far as like praying for a year and then just that steps mm-hmm. that God was taking in order to see everything come into fruition and even with COVID I feel like that's also yeah. like a step a stepping stone as well so it's like that's really dope it's dope mm-hmm. like hearing that for real yeah I think through COVID God has been teaching us about intentionality mm-hmm. there yeah. are obstacles and stuff but you keep the goals you just gotta find a way to get around them and be creative with it and so I think um just through this season, God has been teaching us how to reach out to students one-on-one, making sure mm-hmm. we're staying connected with them. Because if we just do like a an open invitation when anybody can join, you know, a lot of people probably won't. But if you call them by name, you say, hey, how you doing? Like, I'm, I'm thinking about you. Would you please join us? Then they're more receptive. And so we started like a small group. And the girls have been really like consistent and committed to it. And so mm-hmm. it's been cool to see that. And we're also trying to do a men's small group. So... 
if y'all want to like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> soar into those things. <laughs> I knew it was coming. <laughs> it's hard to pull the guys out, but if they see guys that are like, cool. just like them and walking with the Lord and enjoying it, then. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I got an example for it too as well. Mm. When I was at VUL, mm. it was this guy who used to talk about Jesus all the time. Like, mm. he was like, Jesus is everything. Like, and I, at the time, like, I didn't, I wasn't strong in my faith. Like, mm-hmm. I, I didn't know God or, you know, didn't know how to receive it. And he was the one that was like, he was doing the same thing he was doing. But it was mm-hmm. like, as men, being in that state of mind, we don't like to open up and be vulnerable in that's such a situation. Oh, absolutely. Um, and that's what God makes you, he, God makes you do that. And me shying away from it, you know, just hearing him, just hearing his testimony, like, he used to write songs, because he, he used to do music. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he used to write songs. And just saying, like, how he almost, like, he, you know, broke everything in his room, his, his mic, his piano, and how God was just speaking to him. He had it written on his wall. Mm. And that was the moment I was like, God is real. You know, God mm. is doing something in this guy. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's funny because he's still here in this group to this day. Mm-hmm. And he has his own business downtown. Who is this guy? Um, so, <laughs> um, wow. We taking a trip? Like, what's up? What's up? <laughs> yeah, um, what's up? His name is, dang, what's the real name? I forgot. I'm just, we call him Texas, but he's, he, uh. I think he might be getting married soon. I don't know. I don't know quite, but yeah. um, he worked downtown. I seen him at the Lynchburg Praise thing actually. Oh, damn. Yeah, he was there. He was yeah. like, "Are you still here?" I was like, yeah, man. You know, that's how I be. Yeah, <laughs> and you, you know, he was telling me he got a business downtown, like a fitness <clears throat> workshop type of thing with healthy drinks and stuff like that. Um, and just seeing him, you know, he hearing his testimony, saying God will prevail. Um, I remember the time he was telling me like, I mean, he didn't have a car. Yeah. And he was like, his parents, they ain't really had the money, and they was able to get him a car here in, in Virginia. And he came all the way from Texas. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, bro. Like, yeah. He has a testimony. He's a very really knowledgeable guy. I think he goes to the ramp. Uh, I, think, I think I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just hearing him and just, like, those steps, like, how God still was moving through me, either not only paying attention, I was just soaking in the moment type of thing. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. You know, so. I can make you. I might be part of that thing that you're saying. Just come <laughs> get men out. Yeah, yeah. Well. Yeah. So, yeah. so some water got increase. It's always the seed. <laughs> Once you plant it, eventually it will grow. Yeah, it'll yeah. grow for sure. So, yeah. you know, it's the little things that, that matters and it will take place over people's lives as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I mean, also, that we was um, kind of go, um, circling back as far as with COVID and that you were talking about what, what God has kind of taught you through that season and just in your um, role as far as leadership. Um, what else has he been teaching you? Like, what what is like kind of the that mat, like maturation process as far as like okay what what is God kind of showing you there um I know you mentioned intentionality but like um like was there anything else that he kind of like showed you as well I would say well I guess it kind of goes hand in hand with intention, intentionality but like being consistent mm. like you can't just like do something for a day and expect the results but you gotta keep going like you gotta keep praying you gotta <laughs> keep true. trying to connect with people and you right. gotta you know, yeah. bug people sometimes, like, you just got to do it. Um, and I think being consistent and intentional has brought a lot of fruit. So even with the students trying to get them out, it was so hard at first because, like, you get discouraged sometimes in ministry when, like, things aren't clicking and things aren't happening. But just continuously, like, reaching out to them, I think they saw that consistency mm. and that made them want to be a part of it. And so that's something that I've seen the Lord do. Mm. Um and then also, like, personally, I think the Lord has been teaching me just the urgency of everything. Like, yeah. I'm not going to lie, like, sometimes, like, it'll be, like, days or weeks where I, like, maybe won't get in the Word or won't even, like, you know, spend time with the Lord. But there's such an urgency to spread the gospel and to show love to people and, like, be connected in this way because... Tomorrow is not promised. Mm-hmm. You know, things are happening. I think throughout 2020, we saw a lot of things happening. And, like, it just kind of opened our eyes. Like, this is real. Like, yeah. the time is now. Like, get things done. Um, yeah. Because he's coming back. And, mm-hmm. yeah, you never know. Yeah, it's coming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's very true. We had COVID. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Like, so, God, we yeah. Wear your mask, y'all. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Wear your mask, for sure. Even with like leadership and um, intentionality and stuff like that, like me, me and Derek, we work with like kids at our old church, and even now we're still like connected. I know Derek's starting to take more of a leadership role with like the youth at Hill City, 
Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I noticed personally, like you said earlier, is like they're going to open up more with somebody they can relate with, or somebody that looks like them, that mm-hmm. comes from where they come from, mm-hmm. that's seen what they've seen, experienced what they experience. And it's going to be hard for them to open up to somebody who may not have seen it or experienced that's it. That's true. Yeah. So the fact that you were intentional and that you were consistent with reaching out to them and staying connected, even with like working with the kids, you know, especially for the kids, I'm not sure how it is for college students mm-hmm. and young adults, you know, the fact that you're still involved in their lives like they're used to people doing stuff for them like hey we'll pray for you hey we'll give you a lunch we'll take you out to do this take you out to do that and then they don't hear from in like yeah, months yeah, they're yeah. used to it talk, so they're just like whatever man. like you know yeah. i'll say this scripture i'll pray this prayer i'll do whatever you say and then let me just go back and do what i'm doing mm. but the fact that you're involved with their lives especially for children that me and Derek kind of experience you know mm. they tend to open up more later on they feel mm-hmm. like they can be themselves around you they feel like they can be who they are and not be ashamed of it and then you can Kind of get to the place where you're like shoving the Bible down her throat or shoving scripture down her throat. I've been there before, yeah. but I know it's just like being real and just yeah. being relatable. Like, hey, I, I struggle too. Like, you know, I'm trying to figure it out. I'm still trying to grow as a, in my faith as a, you know, person of God. But mm-hmm. if you're real with them and you're showing the love of Jesus to them, praying for them, being intentional, showing that you're available, you're there, they respect that and they'll be open mm-hmm. to receiving it. And then after a while, you'll start to see the change in life and their fruit. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah. dang, yo, that's encouraging. Like, wow, yeah. God really is, like, changing this person's life around, you know. Mm-hmm. And, like, they're growing. And then when you share that with them, they go out and share it with other people. And it's like the gospel's being preached that's and touched. Right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So even yeah. with Marquell, like, that night, he was like, you know, I thank God for you guys. Like, y'all changed my life. That's what we expect. We just chilling. He was just like, you know, real. different, bro. Yeah, he got real with us. He was just like, yeah, bro, like. It's something special about that, man. The fact that something that might seem small to you, might seem like nothing has changed somebody's life for the better, that you were intentional. You mm-hmm. went out of your way of whatever you wanted to do to like, you see know, yeah, see somebody else happy, get to encourage them, show them the love of Jesus, show them the good news that you discovered in Christ, you know, so. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a powerful thing. That's the beauty of it, bro. It's so just beautiful. not doing the things that we want to do, but seeing others happy as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I was just thinking, like, how you said Marco, how we poured into him, you know. Jaden, too. Yeah, Jaden, too. <laughs> well, we bro. see the, you know, we see the difference in the change, but I, I really understand about children, they are, they like to see your hearts behind everything, too, as well, mm-hmm. or what you're doing. Um, and not just like going to open up to anybody, but it's more of do you care? Do you are you gonna come in my living situation and come home with me and are you not gonna sit judge me, me dog? Yeah. Yeah. And then be transparent yeah. with everything. Yeah, for sure. be real with them and just yeah. you know, show them your scars of what you've been through. Mm-hmm. Um that the the true thing is honesty. You know, mm-hmm. tell them that you've been there in these situations before. Yeah. And and, and, and show them like God got me through it and I'm here now helping you. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um that's how I look at it when I talk to when I talk to kids, I try to be much as transparent with them as as anybody. Yo. I try to be honest with him. Like, I was there. I was hurt. You know, I was confused about certain stuff. Like, yeah, I was the oldest. Like, yeah. I had to figure it out, you know. And I wasn't given a lot type of thing, you know. I had to teach his own. I had to get what I had to get. Yeah. <laughs> for real. Yeah. Yeah. You had to hustle, for real. Yeah. And it's like, sometimes I, I look at the gospel like a hustle because you got to keep going. Mm-hmm. It's like a hustle. It's a relationship. Yeah, it's a relationship. <laughs> I love the hustle. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. got you to gotta keep going. It's, it's, it's not going to happen overnight. Sometimes you say, damn, I've been praying for two weeks straight and nothing's mm-hmm. still happening. Keep, imagine you keep doing it for 60 months from now. It, it should be paying off for the years that's come as well. Yeah. Yeah. As long as you keep it consistent. So. That's great. So, Alexis, I know you shared a lot about, you know, you living in Maryland and just your involvement with the community at VUL and stuff like that. So I was kind of curious, like, as far as you as a person, like, what was life like before you came to know Jesus? And as far as, like, living in Maryland, going to college, playing basketball, mm-hmm. before you came to uh, Lynchburg to study at VUL and then to disciple, disciple yeah. the yeah. nations? <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see, where do I begin? Before Christ. Man, my life was crazy, y'all. You see. Um, yeah. I think, so I guess I can just kind of start with like my upbringing, but mm-hmm. uh, long story short, I grew up, you know, going to church and everything, you know, hearing about God, hearing the gospel and stuff, but it never really clicked with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just kind of going through the motions. I remember I got baptized with my younger sister when I was a junior in high school, mm-hmm. but again, it wasn't really like mm-hmm. in my heart. And so I did that and... I went off to college, but throughout my teenage years, 
Oh man, throughout my college days, I was so broken, so empty. Um, yeah. I think I was. Well, I know I was depressed. I was always searching for like myself and things and in other people. Mm. Um, I was trying to find my identity and my fulfillment and sleep, mm. weed, drinking, yeah. parties, sex, anything, basketball. That was my identity, mm. and that left me empty. <laughs> that mm. did not fulfill me whatsoever. And I think I was a junior in college, and there was this girl named Mariah. She was on the volleyball team. She had this light about her, and I was like, something Ooh. different about her. It's always that one person yeah, that got that it's light. that one person that just turned it, it turned <laughs> yes, out, for exactly. real. She invited me to FCA, that's a Fellowship of Christian Athletes, and so they would do like a weekly Bible study, and I went, and I started going more consistently, and then one night we were talking about Revelations, and I was like, Hold up. <laughs> it started getting real, and so I was asking more questions. And next thing you know, it was probably like 1 or 2 in the morning. We were talking with the group, and the pastor was like, do you want to receive Christ? And I was like, yes. And we got baptized that night. Um, but again, I still struggled. I think in my mind, I started to understand the gospel better, but it still didn't click. I still struggled. Mm -hmm. I still like was in condemnation. I was still feeling so guilty and ashamed of my life. Mm -hmm. I was still doing some of the same things I was doing before I got yeah. baptized again. Mm -hmm. But God, <laughs> he used all the my different desires, um, like basketball, to draw me near to him. And so after I graduated, mm -hmm. I ended up going to Alabama. I wanted to go play for the semi-pro team. And so I moved to Alabama by myself, didn't know anybody. Like, at mm. one point, I didn't even know where I was going to stay because the place I was going to stay, like, something happened. And God provided a house for me to stay in, Yo. and he provided me with a job. And so I went out there to play basketball, and um, that turned out, it's a long story with that, but that turned out to not be what I thought it was going to be. But I ended up staying. My grandma told me to go to this church, um, Emmanuel Temple uh, Church of God in Christ. And one night, the pastor was just talking about the bleeding woman, um, and she touched the hem of Jesus' garment. Yeah, yeah. And so, we just talking about that. We just reading about that Bible study. Yeah, I'm this Bible study. We were really just reading that scripture, talking about that. Well, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, so he was talking about it. He was going in. And he was saying a bunch of stuff, but at some point, I just heard him so clearly, and I was like, I need to touch Jesus. Like, I need mm -hmm. to touch the hem of his garment because I'm broken, and I cannot do this. Like, I was so empty. And I went up there, and I cried. I lifted my hands. Like, I had never felt so alive, and so I, re I received Christ into my heart that mm -hmm. day. Mm -hmm. And so ever since then, I was just like, I got to have more. I need to mm -hmm. know more about Jesus. And so um, I stayed out there in Alabama for a year, and I got plugged in with ignite campus ministry i didn't even like go to college out there i just got plugged in somehow yeah. by god and then um i just started to learn more about christ and next thing you know i went to spain to play for six months long story i'm kind of jumping ahead but then after that yeah. when i realized that basketball wasn't fulfilling me that's not you know mm, it's not what i thought yeah i yeah. wanted jesus and so I ended up getting a call from Coach Staten. He was my old coach um, at St. Andrews University. And he has the head coach position at VWell. He was like, come be my assistant. You can do grad school. And I was like, all right, bet. So I did that. Mm -hmm. And then I came here to Lynchburg. And I was like, I got to tell people about Jesus. Like, mm -hmm, he yeah. changed my life. I have to tell people. When I was in college, I needed somebody to teach me about Jesus and the love of Christ. And so... That's why I'm here. I think um, I forgot the original question, but <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you, no, you good. <laughs> but yeah, so I came to be well, and I just really wanted to see revival on this campus. I wanted to um, let students know that they didn't have to find their identity and mm -hmm. partying, drinking, like all those other yeah, things. Mm -hmm, um, sure. There was so much more, and so that's why I'm staying here. Like um, I just want to be here just as long as God wants me here. Okay, yeah. yeah. Nah, it's it's wonder it's wonderful that that you mentioned that because honestly, like, I see the resemblance because for me, like, I, I ran um ran at Liberty, I ran D D one, mm. and I'm one thing that you said. There's just like your identity was more so placed as far as being an athlete and just in things mm -hmm. that are like of the world. So like as far as like drinking, partying, all that, and I experienced a lot of that myself. So I so like and so I could kind of resonate with that a little yeah. well as well, where it's just like. 
it will I for me it was different. It wasn't until God took that away from me as far as, you know, getting cut, as far as, you know, getting injured. Um, I told my Achilles this was back in 2018. Mm -hmm. So, like, just here, just getting that and then um, going through that period as far as, you know, dealing with depression, dealing with, mm -hmm. um, with, with social anxiety, which I'm still, you know, picking mm -hmm. up with that. Yeah. It's just like, that's, it's so awesome just like, as far as like, seeing how... I like I kind of uh, understand your situation. Mm -hmm. I think the um, the, di the difference is I think God had to like take me away from that mm -hmm. to really understand and really go dive into His fullness. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that was like oh you said I was like yo that's <laughs> that's true. really dope. Yeah. It's true because yeah. I, I can relate to that as well. Yeah, I could probably say I was probably the person probably about the age of sixteen to probably about I say twenty one. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I was. Yeah, I was lost. I, I tried to find my thing, the desires, football. Yeah. Um, you know, women, to be honest. Like, okay. but, like smoking, all that, all those things. All of it, bro. And I kept it hidden from everybody. Like, my parents didn't know, like, I smoked. I did all those things. Yeah, the, just the cover. Yeah, it was just like, it was just stuff I bottled in and I never expressed myself about it. Yeah. Until that day, like, I got, I got surrendered, I got saved, and God, he filled all those voids. Yeah. You know, he showed me that he was there through all those moments that, that was nice that I felt like I was alone type of thing and stuff like that. So, yeah. I, God, God, I can really agree with yeah. you. Yeah. 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 Just, just, like, just God bringing everybody together and us trying to assimilate That's, yeah. it's that's just, nothing but God. It was bro. real because yeah. yeah. I remember that you just sitting there just like, dang, what I'm going to do? Especially when you came from the outlet when you got cut. You were still trying to find a school or somewhere to go to. Oh, track, right? yes, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. He was like, "Man, if I don't got this, but my life is my life is finished." Yeah, like, like what do I do now? And that's you know when God like? turned you around and you put your eyes on me. Yeah, yeah. And he's just like, "Dang, wow, mm -hmm. okay, it's so awesome." What you wanted me to do? Okay, yeah. okay. You start seeing things work more according to His plan instead of yours. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But don't you find that His plans are so much better? Like, yes. Every you plan to do without him. Yes. It what you think we got right here? Like <laughs> yeah. yeah. People think that when you go to Christ, like you're losing something, like you can't have fun no more. But like, yeah. life with Christ is it's so a, much fun. Oh my god, it's easy. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's priceless, bro. He takes away the pain. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, do that on the topic. Especially being vulnerable to other men or, or people like even when I was like in relationships with women, I would never let them in. It was just like they talking to a brick wall. Yeah, you, you closed <laughs> off. Yeah, like my yeah. mom, she was like, "What's wrong with you?" I was like, "Nothing." Like it's it's like a dead cell. You don't yeah. want that people in. Until. Now you're the type of person where like if you see it, you're like, "Oh, I want like tell me what's going on." Stop. Yeah, I, lo I love that. About you it. Like, I like about it all the time, bro. Yeah, like, like, once you, yeah, once you like him, yeah, yeah, he all in. I, lo I love that. Oh, he's yeah. like, bro, stop playing yeah. me, bro. You on your face, bro. Stop lying. Oh, what's yeah, going bro. on? Like he'll drill you till you tell him, let him know what's going I on. I do that to anybody, bro. That's yeah. a gift from God because yeah. I did that. I did that from people before I was saved. Like mm -hmm. I used to be like, "Why are you like this?" Like there's a reason why you you like this towards people, towards men. It always draws back to the traveling for some people. Mm -hmm. But it's always a reason why people do the things they do. Mm -hmm. You know, um, mm -hmm. it's a solution. And the real solution is God. Amen. So we'll bring it back to that guy right there. It's like Jesus. I did have a question. So did you come from like a two-parent home? Yes. Yes. Um, I grew up with both my parents. But when I got to college, you know, things got a little different. My parents and I separated, were divorced. Um, so my family dynamics kind of changed around, but, uh, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I know you said you had a younger sister, you're the oldest of two, or? Uh, so I have an, an 18 year old sister, she's a sophomore in college, mm -hmm. and, no, I'm sorry, she's 17. No, eighteen. She's eighteen. I'm sorry. She better not be listening. No. <laughs> oh, my bad. She, she better not be listening. She's a sophomore in college. I have a four-year-old little brother and a three-year-old little sister. Oh damn, we, we got some coming. I got a three-year-old brother. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. He's funny. He's a character. <laughs> I love yeah. that dude, bro. Yeah. He's yeah. different about all my siblings because I sat and prayed for him. Like when yes. he was a baby, nobody know but me. <laughs> 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 Like I pray for him, like 
when he was a baby, that's when I first like got saved and I was really heavy and God was just telling me just pray for him right mm-hmm. now. You know, and I could tell the difference between him and all my other siblings. Yeah. Now as as he three, he's just like more observant to the world. He speak, he talk. Mm-hmm. Like, he always wanted to talk to me and I'm not at home. He'll put my dad a face mm-hmm. on me and he he'll just talk to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I remember we were sitting down like you we were talking about, oh yeah, he called like I I think your father called you and wanted to talk. Yeah, he was like your brother called you. He called me wow. every day, bro. Oh, oh, every day. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he called me earlier. I just answered. <laughs> <laughs> you better get a little bit, bit of time. Like, when I went home, I think for Thanksgiving, it was just me and him. Like, we was just chilling. And he mm-hmm. just ended up falling asleep, wow. watching TV. Yeah. Hello, that reminds me of uh, you were saying that your mom prayed for you every day. Mm-hmm. And when you said that, I, I remember I was like, I need to be covering my siblings, like, in prayer every yeah. day. Oh, so yeah. that's yeah. really, like, put a fire in me to pray for them. Because it is important, like, from birth, like, just mm-hmm. let the Lord's hand be over them. Let them be filled with the Spirit, so. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. And that story, that testimony is it's powerful deep. in itself. Yeah, it's <laughs> it is, though. Because yeah. yeah. when you yeah. told me what else, then I was like, dang. Wow. Yeah. I was like, yeah, hold up, wait for real? Here's the thing, you said that also in a podcast where it's like, um, I don't know what the topic was, but it's like, um, praying over all over like your children like when we yeah. get to the, once we get to that that's place, true we learned it from later even before exactly. and even before like, even yeah. before cause like you really gotta think about it like God knew you and had a plan for your life before mm-hmm. you even sure. thought or even exactly. conceived yeah. so I think that you know just even going to with like our children as far as like with um with us you know being uh, people of color mm-hmm. and I think like constantly just like praying over our children mm-hmm. and cause their experiences is going to be a lot different from yeah. you. That's just the reality. That's true. That it's very essential that we just like start praying for our children. It's covering in that. Absolutely. Yeah. There's power for sure. It is. Line. I'll, I'll be honest, like, there's been a lot of situations in my life that I knew it was number God that he protected me from experiencing or yeah. seeing and stuff like that. And I grew up, like, my childhood was great. It was amazing. Like, my parents were separated together, separated together. They're married mm-hmm. now. They've been married for a little over 15 years, but they're yeah. high school sweethearts. Um, like you were saying, my mom prayed for me every single day when she was pregnant. Like, she gave her life to Christ and she became pregnant with me. Wow. Mm-hmm. And she went to the closet. I think it was a scripture saying, go to the secret place, the quiet place and pray. She mm-hmm. didn't really know. She was like, I just know I got to pray. Yeah. Like, that's all she knew. So she went to the closet and prayed every single night. Lord, let me be a great mother. I, don't, I have no idea what I'm doing. Let me be make sure this child does experience anything that I've experienced. Mm-hmm. His father's experienced, stuff like that. And, um... Just all throughout my life, like, she's always told me about Jesus. She's prayed for me. She's um, brought me to church, you know. And growing up, I didn't really go to church like that. I went once in a blue moon. But it's just I had this faith. Like, I knew God was real. I didn't deny it. But I just didn't really understand it until mm-hmm. I got older. Like, okay, what is what is life? Like, what is my purpose, my identity? Why am I here? Like, why am I praying? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's the whole reason why I came to Liberty is because, like, Same, yeah. I wanted to know Jesus. I did, too. Bro. Like, I, I had a know. full scholarship to play football, to go to the other schools and stuff. But as soon as I got to accept this letter for Liberty, I was like, bro, if this doesn't work out, I'll be, I'd love to be here because that's the only reason why I want to come here, just because of God. Yeah. You know, it's a Christian campus, largest in the world. Like, I'll check it out. I mean, Grand Canyon got him beat now, but still. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's true though, bro. Like, I, I had that desire too, especially when it came to like when I finished my associates, I knew I wanted to change mm-hmm. in my life, and yeah. I knew the only thing was that to come here and go to Liberty. And I was like, all right, I do it. Especially how you say you ain't grew up in church like that. I don't even remember. I don't we know like every bro. I went to Southern Baptist Journal where like they go worship God, come out, they all smoking cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> 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 like cussing each other out, throwing cigarettes out, stopping each other, got the beer, like yeah. Those type of churches, even as a kid, I'll goof uh-huh. around. Like, me and my brother just be bombing each other. <laughs> so but even as a kid, bro, you know it was real. Because, like, it was one church we went to, my mom. It was called a Harvest Life Changes Church in mm. Woodbridge, Virginia. Um, that service, I was, like, 14, bro. I cried the whole service. Wow. At that age, and I was like, "Dang, bro!" My uncle was crying. My middle brother was like crying, and we just felt the presence of God heavy. Even as kids, we knew it. And I was like, "My mom was like, why are you crying?'" Like I just felt so convicted. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know why. I was like, I felt like I'm not living right, or something isn't right. That's why people run away from church too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. That's deep. It was for real. Yeah, my we is a that's we know it's real. Like, yeah, dang, like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> religious <laughs> Jones. She just like whatever. Like, <laughs> I went to one church, bro. My best friend Omari Williams back in Stafford. Like his pastor came out 
And he just started moonwalking, bro. Like, he just started, like, I was like, hey, bro, like, something I seen on a TV show. And he was like, hey, bro, he do this every service, bro. The whole, the whole service, was, bro, the whole service, me and my brother and my friend were just bombing each other, bro. I wrote some people in the church, bro. I was like, hey, chill out, like, because you know it wasn't, like, authentic. You know, like, yeah, sometimes it's legit. Like, when you feel the spirit, just how you think. Like, like, hey, hey, bro, that joke was cold, though, bro. I'm not gonna lie. He was smooth with it. He was like, he was looking like a Mario on 03, bro, with the Tim's. Like, I was like, hey, bro, I don't think I went to church that many times either. The only time I remember is probably <laughs> is when my I think I was like in first or second grade, and my yeah. mom and I had like baby brother passed away. Oh damn! And she we went to church, and I remember just seeing her in the aisle, just fall out and speaking in a different language. That was the only time I, I can remember seeing my mom go to church like like that. But then my grandma at the time, before like yeah, she passed away a couple years back, but mm-hmm. she used to take me to church. We would just always be. I was a grandma's boy. I wasn't the most, but I'm gonna be real. <laughs> I was a grandma's boy. Anywhere she went, I went. And like on Sunday, my grandma, was, right, I'm ready to go to church. We'll go. I know she had this like uh, red drop top joint. Bro. She'll pull that joint out. We'll go to church. I'll be like, yeah. <laughs> and I remember just going to church. Just you know, she was right clean. Yeah, she was. Bro. Yeah. She, hey, she was. A, she was a dude. Bro. I miss her. No cap, but. <laughs> I remember just I going to church service. Okay. That's when I started getting older too. I remember just going to church service, just like okay, like what I'm hearing now, what, what's different, mm-hmm. what's the type. But I never had like how you say you felt conviction, you felt crying, and then I started going to my great grandma church. Eventually, when I got older, when I started watching my dad, I started with my dad at the age of ten. Mm-hmm. So I started watching what my dad do. Times it was hard, he ended up going to church type of thing. And it was funny. I was just like, okay, like, what's different? You know what I'm saying? Why are we going to church now? Like, he used to, that's how I knew my dad was dealing with stuff. And he didn't really talk. He had nobody to talk to. Mm-hmm. He ended up just going to church type of thing. My dad wasn't saving anything. My dad got saved probably like two, three years ago after I got saved. After I got mm-hmm. baptized. So I started the trend type of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> yeah, remember that. Yeah. yeah. So I used to go to church. Like, okay, what's different? And then my great grandma, she was the one who was just like, you know, you're going to be something special. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at her, what are you talking about? Why are you tripping old lady? No. <laughs> you know what I mean? And she yeah. was like, what? Because I always used to qu- I always had this question in my head. The first person you see me walk around her house is me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. And I used to be like, man, as a kid, I was just like, why she got me in the middle of the, Like, I'm the first person that, you know, so out of all her great-grandchildren, I'm the first person. And I remember when I got baptized, it God really gave me an answer. Mm-hmm. She went to my baptism here in Lynchburg. And yeah, she's wow. she's about eighty five years old to the, right now, and she went, and she was just like, "This is all according to God's plan," and was hugging me and crying. And that was my mm. first time ever seeing her cry. Yeah. And I was like, "Dang!" <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, "Bro, I was just like, oh, this is all according to God's plan," type of thing. Yeah, like he he, he worked with me. I always believe in God, that type of thing. But it was just more of I didn't. You know, I didn't seek him. I didn't like, okay, what is it? Because I remember yeah. I took Khalil when I was back in high school. I used to pray. I used to hit the prayer, Lord, let me down to sleep. <laughs> I used to yeah, say that. Yeah. And I used, to, I used to say that. I used to be just say that. And I used to be like, dang, okay. Yes, but I never thought it was more to it. I used to just been satisfied with that. And I, and I used to be ashamed how people like to me to pray. I used to be like, man, I don't know what you're I used to, and I used to have this cross that I think I got from like the gumball machine or something. Yeah. <laughs> I used to put it on my neck and put it on my pillow. I used to wear it every day. So it's just wow. like, no count. Mm. You know, it's Black History Month. Yes. Don't fist up. No count. We here. Yo. So basically, <laughs> you know, going through to a historically a Black college or HBCU and then just, um, you know, this podcast of people of color, black people. Lord, he's. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, trust me, how yeah. we talk, they know. Oh, yeah, they know. <laughs> <laughs> not, not the females that be roasting you in the comments. But, anyways. <laughs> but, but, but we we don't. We don't say We gotta answer the question. We gotta answer the question. Put the chapstick on. Nah, I mean, anyways. Continue. I'm sorry. Looking back on all 
the things our people have like endured and like just accomplished through all the adversity and everything. And I think when we think about black history, we mm -hmm. think about the past and stuff. And yes, it is the past and it's all mm -hmm. those great names that we know about. But black history, <laughs> but black history is now, y'all. I yeah. even think about y'all right now. Mm -hmm. Like, I think a lot of times people who have made history don't know they're making history mm -hmm. while they're doing it. You know, they just, Thank you know, you. living. You just blew my mind. <laughs> For real, like people are just you know, trying to reach their dreams and their passions and stuff. They're standing up and speaking up for what's right. And I think as you guys create this platform and like you're just creating a space for dialogue and different perspectives, mm -hmm. I think that is something that will not just be here for right now, but I think it's something that'll like cultivate, you know, something for the future. And I think, um, I think we're all making history right now and we don't even know it. So it's just, it's us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I, yeah, it's great that you bring that up. Cause and as far as bringing history, cause, um, and I think we talked about it off off camera. And we were talking about just um, our perspectives and just what we want to have in life. Yeah. Like my. <laughs> get some water. Okay, look. Getting back to my point. This the can we, can we go to the episode, please? You definitely want to cut him up so bad. Hey, go on. Go on. Go on. You, know, you want to come out your flesh. No, but the, the presence of the Lord is here. No, Amen. 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 It's going to be done. Go ahead, brother. But look, anyways, it's just that my my heart has really just been for our black youth, so our yeah. black men and our black women, because yes. we're just like... and. Because a lot of it, well, like when we talk about, you know, with Derek and he, um, his background and then just with, with Khalil as well as we're doing this podcast, um, it's just that there's, it's really just been a lot of things that we've had to endure as, um, mm -hmm. as, as people. And it's yeah, just that yeah. it's one of those things where it's just like, look, if we can sow that seed, if we can be, um, be an anomaly, not be the the standard or what people expect and the what stereotype. See, exactly, yeah, stereotype. Exactly. Stereotype that you see from black man or yeah. black woman what they should be. But to be somebody that is striving to be successful or one that's chasing after God's own heart. Amen. And do, and doing that and inspiring, you know, our children to do the same so that when they grow up they'll do so much more more than we, we can do. Even mm -hmm. with our platforms. Like we re, like we reach a certain audience, but I feel like even with you know with you you two pouring into our um with Markel and with Jaden and just with other youth in the future, mm -hmm. we're setting them up in order to go ahead and do so much more, and and seeing just you know how God is gonna work through them, uh, it it excites me, mm -hmm. it really does, mm -hmm. so I so that's really one of those things where it's just like you know you bringing that up and bringing making history, I think it's we're, we're starting our own movement, yeah, it's a thing, so mm -hmm. it's like. I'm just excited what God's gonna do, and just you know, God using each and every one of us, even though they, they may uh, people may just see a black face, we're so much more than that. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and it's beautiful. Yeah, man. Yeah. Even with like stereotypes, it's like when I first came to college, like in my mind, I was like, like even back in high school, really, me and my friends always talked about we want to be we want to be known more than just like an athlete or a rapper mm -hmm. or stuff like that. We want to be known as like people who are educated, people who. You know, one of, like we want to be the first person to do something outside mm -hmm. of like you know, go to the NBA, NFL, be a rapper, the, the traditional thing, an entertainer yeah. stuff. And there's nothing wrong with those things, mm -hmm. but just to be excited, be happy with who you are. If you're interested in something outside of that, it's completely fine. Like if you like to draw, you like to paint, you like to play an instrument, anything like that. You like to dance. A, you like to dance. Okay. You know, something that most people don't do. You know what I'm saying? For sure. And for me, it's like a person of color, like, you know, I got this, you know, the dreads and I'm smiling all the time. Yeah. And it's like, I kind of like, I like, at first I had this, like, I love having long hair and having dreadlocks and just looking completely different from what most people expect. Because, like, usually when you see a dude with dreads, dark skin dude, you think, oh, he smoked weed, oh, yeah. he drank, oh, yeah. he, uh, he, he in the street, he, he in the street, yeah. shooting gangbang and stuff Yo. like that, and then you wearing, like, you know, certain type of clothes, Nikes, and, well, I love Adidas, stuff like that, yeah. I love, like, at first, I love proving people wrong, like, hey, that's not me, mm -hmm. you know, I love Yo. God, you know, I got education, I'm smart, you know, that's Articulate. why I like, yeah. and then part of me was like, I like, you know, breaking those stereotypes, but after a while, it just became a lifestyle of, like, following Jesus, where, like, I'm gonna be who I am, mm -hmm. you know, I love God, I love people. And I'd rather you see the content of my heart than 
you know, my outside complexion of what the media says I am. Mm-hmm. As like a thug, is this down the third, like the media paints a picture of like how black men are. Mm. But unless you get to know a person, you can't judge a book by his cover, you just never know. And I never got offended by it. I look at it as an opportunity for ministry, like Mm-hmm. You know, I told you a while back, you know, I was walking around with the dress, dude asked me for weed, I told him about Jesus. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No he, was, he was just like, kind of surprised, and it was all God, it was all the Holy Spirit, and then, you know, he told me you're an atheist, and, you know, he just opened up and said, hey, you know, I'm actually a part of a church, you know, I've been smoking weed for a while, and I'm trying to break the cycle, my wife's been praying for me, my child's been praying for me, mm-hmm. and I was like, God loves you, you know, he doesn't view you any different, you know, that conviction on your heart just shows that he wants something more for you, you know, you don't got to keep, you know, smoking or whatever, and then, you know, we, we ended up praying and stuff like that, and eventually he had some money on him, at the time, I was down and out, and I had nothing, he went to his car, and he was like, hey, this is the money I was going to use to buy weed, I think you need this a lot more than I do. And, you know, he gave me some money to, like, get some food and stuff like that. And at that time, you know, I I really needed it. Yeah. And it was just an act of God. And, like, I used to have Jamaican, Bob Marley stuff all the time. I never smoked, but I just loved his music. You know, I liked his music about peace and happiness and stuff. And before I even talked to him, I heard the Lord say, get your Jamaican hat and put it on. I was like, I don't know why, but I was like, all right, I'm going to just do it. Yeah. And then he was like, hey, yo, you smoke? And I was like, nah, then open up a door for ministry, you know? But I just love... That's crazy. Yeah, it's it's all God, bro. Like, all glory to God. But I just love how, like, you know, just God is not limited. He can use anybody, Mm -hmm. anyone, at any time. With anything. Yeah, (laughs) and what the world may say is, like, a negative or something that's low, it's an opportunity for many great things. You know, people of color, when you open up and share your faith or share, like, your education and stuff like that, sometimes like, what? I ain't expect this. Up, you, all, you act yeah. like this, you act like you that. Like, like, you always so goofy. You did that and that. I didn't know you was you like that, you know? Education <laughs> <laughs> It's all love, bro. Like, I don't, I don't give a shit. Like, people you. ask hey, can I touch your hair? Or, like... Especially when I'm like, you books, they be like, what? Yeah, yeah, I read books. It's cool. It's all love, though. But I just look at an opportunity for ministry and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's a good perspective. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. This is me now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your turn. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm like with Khalil too. I do like I love breaking stereotypes. Yeah, um, I always been overlooked. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's the underdog mentality. <laughs> yeah, so, I love it. You know yeah. <laughs> so I always been it. overlooked. So I always, you know, used, you know, always had to present myself a certain type of way. Mm-hmm. You know, um, step, me personally, I think God brought me through that situation when I don't got to portray something, something I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm always going to be myself, regardless of any situation or what That's color true. I'm going to be. I resonate with that too. And God showed me, like, being black is, it's, I love it. You know, mm-hmm. like, it's a culture yeah, type of thing. Change just, it, bro. <laughs> no, I wouldn't yeah, change yeah, it for yeah, the better. No. And just seeing, like, how open I could be with no matter what different color that's in the room yeah. and be able to show them like the love of God through that mm-hmm. it, it, it shocks people sometimes it shocks them how educated I am it shocks them that I can open I, I do the things they do oh I, I do some bubble jokes now, <laughs> 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 that's the part where you be like oh bro I'm hunting before you like for real you know what I'm saying just Yo. you know me personally I look at it like I've been in situations where I went to the HBCU mm-hmm. I've seen the you know the struggle the cycle repeats itself type of thing mm-hmm. and I want to be the person that changes that you yeah, know yeah. give them a different mindset and give them things at home that it could be different as long as you take this opportunity here you can change you can change it back at home with the knowledge that you get here as well and mm-hmm. bring positivity you can run for city councilman like I told you one day I want to be a city councilman one day I want to be a mayor yeah like I want to do those things and mm-hmm. you know it's, speaking it out in existence <laughs> <Bring it up. laughs> And it's crazy because God will do that, you know, not by just our color, but just by his character that's, 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 that's within us. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, man, that's what it means to me. Like, I love breaking stereotypes. I love to make shock. Yeah. Girl. Have that shock face on their on they face. They're like, what? I, I, I didn't know you was yeah, this Yeah, face be broke. Okay. <laughs> I said, you hip to some slang. And then you hit them with some dictionary knowledge. They just <laughs> <laughs> hit them with the big words. Yeah, he's like, oh, damn, how you do that? Like, yeah. <laughs> I did. My mom and my parents didn't go to college, you know. And mm. my, my parents finished high school. That was it. My mom had me at 17. And it's funny because how you said your dad at the time installed it as a kid, you're going to go to college. My dad, yeah, he had that for all me. through college. Yeah. Man. I mean, all, ever since I was a kid, since kindergarten, he's like, you're going to go to college. You're going to college. And I looked at it like it's deeper than that because mm-hmm. I looked what my grandparents did gave my gave my parents. Like yeah. my mom's mom, she had her at sixteen. Mm. My mom's mom didn't go to school. 
So I get why my mom pushed me so hard to go to school. Yeah. Um, my dad, you know, his mom never went to school as well. You know what I'm saying? His siblings didn't go to school. I see why he pushed that. It's the main thing I look at is breaking generational curses. I agree. Over, over the generation. Every generation is pushing like for the next generation. Yeah. Imagine what we do for our kids yeah. and, yeah. and their grandkids, yeah. man. It's, it's making it bigger than that. You know, it's having an opportunity and having a voice for the next generation. That's what it's all about. It's not about us. It's about them. Mm-hmm. So that's how I look, I look at it as well, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like, at least for me, like I feel like just from my personal experience, um, even talking about that is where I feel that how I, how I went into certain situations is that I would be the one that would try to assimilate. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I'll be the one that would try to fit in. I would be the one that, you know, I would, you know, see that, you know, me being myself was... Not the thing, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So naturally, I'll, and I'll you get your butters. No, <laughs> <laughs> what you talking about? Yeah, just being who you are Mm -hmm. in your faith and even as you know a person of color Mm -hmm. being who you are is is something that will take you to those high places and that will attract people as well exactly and God will put people in your life but he won't do it unless you be yourself you submit to him first but also understand who you are. Mm-hmm. So I want like for everybody that's listening. Oh, that the camera came up. But anyways, we gonna keep going. <laughs> anyways, be who you are and understand. Once you submit and understand who you are and be in the fulfillment of that, mm-hmm. God will open the door and put people around. So I need people to understand that. I need to hear that. And touch on that as well because yeah. I feel that like sometimes I'm not. I'm saying everybody in general, but I feel like. In this generation that's coming up, um, they try to fill a they try to fill that void into other people. Mm. Uh, um, you know, especially when it comes to relationships. You know, relationships is, is frowned upon now because you know they always hurt. They they backlash people. Yeah. You know, and then they give everything they got into that person instead of God. That's when they find themselves hurt. Yeah, and then hurt confused, and it's, yeah. and then it becomes a repeatable cycle. Cause you're really trying to find the answer, but the true answer is in God and submitting to Him as well. Y'all know what I'm about to say. Mm-hmm. Y'all know what I'm about to say. What? You know what I'm about to say. Drink water, my invisible and pray. Well, that too, but <laughs> nah. But it comes back down to that foundation. It um, do. Yeah. On yeah. Doing. Yeah. Got on the rock. You feel me? Let's do the. Yeah. And that rock is that rock is Jesus. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. But with that rock that's built on sand, and as far as that brokenness that you're talking yeah. about, mm-hmm. that's where that that um. All that anger and all that anxiety and, and all that's those, you, that detriment. You come to those two different roads that you that you're trying to deal with, and you don't really know where you want to go. Yeah. And the true answer is just submitting and, and staying quiet and, and go to a quiet place to God, because you can find yourself looking at two different roads and trying to figure out which way to go. Yeah. But God has something way much better than that. That you know, not that confusion, not that anxiety, because you mm. you trying to do what's best for you instead of what's best for Him. Exactly. It's like the second time the scripture came to my mind. I'm paraphrasing it, but it was in Matthew where it was like the kingdom of heaven is like a man who found a treasure who mm-hmm. gave everything he had to get that treasure. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It is. It's like what your identity in Christ is like, who you are, who you thought you were before you got the new God. It's like your whole, your testimony about you mm-hmm. playing basketball and partying and stuff like that. And then y'all experiences is like, mm-hmm. y'all found something way more valuable than what you were getting yourself over to, what you thought the world. value was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, when you give away everything for him, it's like, he is everything. He's mm-hmm. greater than anything that we could truly desire, what we may it. truly want, and what may truly think is the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God is far greater and better than, than all that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So even with like, as far as being African-American, you know, it's like that can be used to your advantage in a society where you may be seen as the minority or 
the world or media may see you as ignorant or less mm-hmm. or something, but God sees you as someone of value and worth more than that. Someone of power, for sure. Someone yeah, integrity. And power, yeah. 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 And it's like God's kingdom is all racist. It's all equality. Yeah. It's like, it's all love. So, like, even with, like, you being a person of color, like, you're put in a place in the area you're at for a reason to make a difference and to be a light to your society, to your workplace, to yeah. um, the gym, anywhere that you go. Yeah. Like, we have an opportunity to shine as a light. Yeah. And sometimes it doesn't have to be with you throwing scripture down. It's just you showing love. Just you mm-hmm. letting Christ inside of you flow through Work you towards, towards the uh, generation, towards the people around you. So Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. And then, yeah, and then one thing I was thinking about, like, I, I started thinking about the kingdom of heaven, like, mm-hmm. and I'm and I'm just sitting there because I'm a visual person. I'm like, what does that look like? <laughs> people like I like it. It baffles my mind that people put so much of an importance on as far as race and mm-hmm. and of like what you look like. But I started to think, and I think God was just was speaking to me. And he was like, "Yo, what will the kingdom of heaven look like? Like literally, like we're just gonna be spirits. What does the spirits look mm-hmm. like? Is the, are they gonna be a certain color or what? Co- or is color gonna even exist? Man. That's the thing. <laughs> it's just like, like yeah, like we think about we think about this small vapor that's called life. Mm-hmm. We like what we see as far as with all the, the news and media. Exactly. Yeah. Like we focus on this small little fraction, but when we think about the kingdom of heaven, um, kingdom of heaven, which is last for that, it's endless. It's, it's infinite. Yeah. It's like why? Like why do we? Like, why is there such an importance? Like, why, what, what is the purpose? Like, because my mind is not on, okay, you're a black man. Or like, <laughs> or, 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 or like you're Asian or Hispanic. But yeah. who are you? God what created you them by loving yeah. that's, that's how I look at it. Exactly. Right? And the main thing with racism is a heart issue. Exactly. Yeah, it's plain and simple. I, yeah, a heart issue and also from an ignorance issue. Yeah. And then, yeah, I agree. yeah, I feel like it's like ignorance breeds hate, and hate leads to everything mm-hmm. else, yeah. especially with racism. Yeah. So and it's like it's crazy. That's working with the enemy, plain and simple. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, key thing is knowing yourself, knowing God, and to continue to be a light to other people. If we were to really sum it up. Yeah. <laughs> For real. Okay. No be yourself. No, no. If God will accept you, He'll show you who you need to be. But just continue to be yourself as well. Yeah. Amen. So, Alexis, I know we talked a lot today about as far as ministry, being black in America, (laughs) (laughs) Um, your testimony, and then your involvement with VUL and crew and Hill City Community Church. So, are there any final thoughts you would like to share with our audience of, like, any way that people in Lynchburg can get connected with what you're doing at VUL as far as crew and... Mm -hmm. uh, ministry and things of that nature yeah so well first i want to thank y'all for having me on here i'm so honored like i love what you guys are doing i think it's so important yeah Mm -hmm. um if you want to follow our ministry page on instagram that's v-u-l underscore crew and crew is spelled c-r-u so that's our ministry updates and everything Um, if you want to follow my personal instagram that's a-l-x-s dot t um, on Facebook, it's Alexis Davis, A-L-E-X-U-S, not with an I, it's with a U. Wow, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, so if you want to stay connected, you can find me on there. And that's about it. That's dope. Hey, man. Yo. Oh, and just to also put it out there, this is going to be sponsored by Anchor. <laughs> so Anchor, there you go. Hey, bro, we still got no sponsorship yet. Yeah. What's going on? So, hey, y'all been, y'all been so chill once we Thank upload you. this, hey, hey, <laughs> we, <laughs> we want our sponsors. No cap. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Alexis, thank you so much for being able to be a part of our podcast. And, and also, you know, being this first, the first episode in our series as far as black history. So thank you very much. We appreciate it. Appreciate y'all. Um, yeah. So just to kind of like summarize, guys. People out there, just continue to understand, just to know who you are. I think we preach about that a lot. And um, just to understand that the kingdom of heaven knows no color. If color is even a thing, I don't even know. But, yeah, it's not. So, I think that with this um, this episode in particular, we want to understand that we are breaking um, the stereotype. And that we're going forward in a direction to promote love and positivity. You know what I'm saying? So just guys continue to love, love, love one another, love yourself. 
and to really just continue to be a light onto the world. That's what we desire from this podcast, that everyone that's listening will be a light and be an inspiration to the next that are coming out, the next generation, or even just the people that are around you. That's what we desire from this. And we all want to glorify God and give God the glory in everything. So that's where our hearts are coming from. And I'm thank you guys for listening and being a part of this journey with us. So without further ado, Mr. Bishop. <laughs> See, yeah, correct. Yeah, correct. Go ahead. Right, Go man. ahead. All right, guys, join us in prayer. Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you for this day. Uh, thank you for the, the fellowship that you have placed today. Uh, Father God, I just thank you for Alexis for the wisdom and encouragement uh, that she placed on this podcast today. Uh, that she can uh, be able to, her testimony be able to touch many lives as well, Father God. That uh, that may be, you know, come inquiring, that she may come in contact with them and be able to, you know, fellowship and be able to disciple those young people that may hear this podcast and her testimony as well. And to inspire the next youth for the generation as well, Father God, that you continue mm-hmm. to move through it as well, because we were nothing without you. And mm-hmm. we are placed that we are in agreement that it is that this is a ministry podcast as well, Father God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 And this is the Time Changer Podcast. Remember, you know the vibe. Pray. Drink water. Mind your business. We out here. Pray the Lord. We out. Peace. Glory. <laughs>